Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Ernie C, the Gap Tooth Genius. Feels so good to be back as always. I want to welcome you to the 58th episode of the Shoot That Shit. Don't worry. Shit? The shit. You'll get the shit. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Ernie C, the Gap Tooth Genius. Your host, creator, founder. Whatever you want to call me, man, it feels so good to be back. can't believe it's episode 58. We're two days away from one of the biggest elections in American history. You're one day away from hearing one of the biggest podcasts that we've ever done here at the STS Podcast. Make sure you guys follow us at the STS Podcast 661 on Instagram and Twitter. Really appreciate everybody tuning in to episode 57 my Los Angeles Lakers. Again, just for you guys who didn't know, are the NBA World Champions 2019-2020. And, man, we discussed that along with um, Jimmy Butler. Was he elite or not? Make sure you guys tune into that episode. Again, make sure you follow us on the STS Podcast 661 on Instagram and Twitter. All the news, all the links to our past episodes are on there. Our new episodes are um, all the updates. Everything's going to be on there. And also, y'all, you have to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcast, wherever you can find podcasts, I promise you the STS Podcast is going to be there for you guys. And it's so important we give some love to our returning listeners. This podcast is nothing without you guys. New listeners, welcome to the show. Again, I am your host, creator, founder, Ernie C., the Gap Tooth Genius. Feels so good to be back, man. We had a lot going on. Since our last podcast, um, currently sitting in my grandparents' room, it's almost one a.m. in the morning. Fucking dead tired, yo. But we're gonna get this podcast knocked out for you guys. Um, we definitely need to talk about Leo Santa Cruz this week. It was my dad's fiftieth birthday. The DJ gigs are starting to get a little bit more consistent. I got my tatas update, and we're gonna talk a little bit about politics today. Like I said, election day is about two days away, and it's going to be a real, how do I say this, interesting time in our republic's history, and um, I hope everybody does vote, I hope everybody does make their voice heard, I hope everybody does what they feel is right in their heart, and uh, what I think is really right in my heart is to tell y'all, if you guys need any STS shirts, Sweaters, hoodies, DJ EC3 hoodies, sweaters, shirts. Make sure you contact me, man. Especially right now, it's about to be real cold in the field. Let's keep you warm. Let's make sure we do this right. And let's make sure you guys um, purchase any merchandise. Along with um, purchasing the merchandise, you'll definitely get a free EC3 sticker. You get a thank you letter. I'm so appreciative of everybody who pushes the brand. doesn't matter if it's the DJ EC3 brand or the STS Podcast brand. Every time we get someone to purchase merchandise, it's just pushing the brand to um, new boundaries that... We don't have, if we don't have the word of mouth, we're nothing. I know I can't do this without y'all, without friends, family, 
um, support for the podcast, support for all the endeavors that I'm pursuing, man. We're trying to grind. We're trying to eat. Uh, this is what we do for a living. We're trying to get the music cracking. We're trying to get the podcast cracking. And um, as always, we cannot do this without a sponsor. Let's give a big, big shout to our sponsor, Boneyard Bullies. They're creating legends with these dogs, producing English, French bulldogs, along with American bullies and exotic Pomeranians. Is that how you say it? Pomeranians. So sorry. Puppies of studs are available now. Stud the English Bulldog is the world um, is the world's greatest English Bulldog right now. Boneyard Bullies produced the first and only rare colored English Bulldog to ever become an AKC, an AKC champion, an international champion to date. I know their clients include um, Iggy Azalea, Randy Jackson, Joe Jonas of the Jonas Brothers, and Cat Williams. And yes, y'all, they do have Next Day and worldwide shipping available to you guys again we cannot do this without a sponsor boneyard bullies if you want to contact them on instagram it's going to be at boneyard underscore again that's boneyard bullies let's try to do this again they're creating legends with these dogs they're producing english and french bulldogs along with american bullies and exotic pomeranians i think i said it right that time y'all and we can't do this show without any of the sponsors man they really keep this um they keep this movement growing and um promoting of local business is awesome it's um it's a pleasure it means they believe in what we're doing here and somebody else who believes in what we're doing here i want to give out to my a big shout out to my guy Britton williams we know pg&e right now is in a world of hurt we know pg&e right now is depending on us to pay their bill but let's take them out let's take that middleman out and you guys need to reach out to my guy Britt at Sunrun Solar. Anybody looking to get rid of the high energy bill needs to reach out to my guy Britton Williams and he'll take care of you. If you guys are interested, you want to inquire about um, your solar panels, you want to you know inquire about the process that that's gonna um, that that's gonna take to get this onto your home, installed in your home, installed um, to save you from this high PG&E bill, especially coming off the summer. Make sure you contact my guy, Britton Williams. He can be found at Britton.Williams at Sunrun.com or at 661-302-6561. He's happy to help you save and get your money back with these solar panels, y'all. Just like this election, we're trying to revitalize your PG&E bill and we're trying to revitalize your future, which I think is definitely... A step in the right direction if you contact my guy Britton Williams at Sunrun Solar. He's gonna get you he's gonna get you taken care of. Big thank you to our sponsors this week. And man, we got a hell of a show for you guys today. Um man, I got a lot of venting to do. Been going through a lot with the family, been going through a lot of my personal life. The world's going through a lot right now. The world's going to go through a change in the next few days. That's something that we really need to pay attention to, y'all. This is a really important time in our country. It's a really important time um, with social media, with, with suppression of um, the First Amendment. We got a lot of things that I want to discuss. And um, before we do that, let the DOC tell you what you need to do. Now do me a favor. Do me a favor. Let me in here. 
All right, y'all. Welcome to the shooting the shit. Let me your segment. As always, we're not here to talk about any specific topic or objective in mind. I'm not here to change your beliefs. I'm not here to change your opinions. I could just really speak my truth and what impacts me in my life right now. And I know a lot of people. Um, and I really appreciate it. Gave a lot of positive vibes, a lot of prayers to my grandpa Ernie, my tata EC one. I'm currently at his house right now. And um, the man is bouncing back. The man is he's Superman. It's a beautiful thing to watch. Um, again, we won't go into specifics. Sorry. I'm over here trying to reorganize my phone. We're not going to really go into a lot of detail what's going on with his medical condition. But um, I definitely can tell you guys that he had surgery. He was down and out for the first two days. I think he was really trying to adapt to what his body went through. And, um, you know, at that age, he's 70 years old. Um, the bounce back is not always as fast as it was when he was 50, when he was 30. Um, but he's recovering like a champ. And um, I really uh, think he's going to be able to uh, be back to normal in about three or four weeks. I know the doctor told him about six weeks, but the way he's healing right now, he's not even taking his pain medication right now. So he's really... Um, doing better than expected and um it's awesome to see my siblings my um my father my aunt brother and sister my cousin my grandma um really uh all coming together during this time and you know this is our first time we really have to uh go through something like this as a family um especially with our grandparents you know they really hold us together they're our glue to the family so it's um it's really uh it's surreal. Sometimes, you know, um, you know days like this are coming. Uh, our grandparents aren't going to stay forever, aren't going to stay young forever. So um, it's, a, it's a challenge sometimes. It's um, something that, like I said in the last podcast, it's something that I really uh, prepared for all my life. Um, it's something that uh, I've been through a lot of stuff in my life with my grandparents on my mom's side to prepare me to help um, lead the family a little bit Um, because when you're put in a position that um, you have to be strong when a position that you have to um, just uh, take initiative and be uh, one of those people that um, try to keep everybody strong keep everybody focused on the main goal and right now it's really being focused on helping my grandparents out um, helping Tata out um, you know, he's not able to do what uh, he's always able to do when he's injury-free. So, um, when he's recovering, um, I'm staying during the week, man. And uh, it's long, you know, it's a long week sometimes. It's um, long days. Um, but patience, love, um, you know, I guess you could say compassion, um, positivity, uh and just support is what my family needs right now. And uh, when you're, the, I'm the oldest on this side of the family, at least. I'm the first grandkid, and I take a lot of um, pride. I take a lot of um, responsibility to be able to be here for my grandparents. Um, it's crazy what you know. If you guys know me, what I've been through, just work-wise, the last two three years. Um, the goal was always to stop doing I guess the eight to five thing the goal was always to um 
work for myself, be my own boss. My, the goal was always to um, kind of, uh, how do I say this, make up for that lost time with the family. Be able to put yourself in a position where you could um, you could help. And right now is a perfect example of how everything just comes to fruition. How um, the universe provides for us. How the universe um, is providing the signs always. If you if you're if you're a, smart enough to recognize the signs, and your eyes are open, you're gonna see that everything always works out. So just to be here with my grandparents um, when they need, you know, help the most is um, makes me happy, man. Uh, makes me uh, grateful for these times. Um, in a weird way, these times are going to be um, something I cherish forever. Um, this is going to be something I'll never forget as long as I live. Just the time I get to spend with my grandparents. And it's not like, you know, you're here for a couple of hours. You know, you just, you just swing by, see how they're doing, checking up on them. It's a whole different game when you're staying the night, when you're with them all day. Um, and it's going to be for three or four weeks. Um, you know, we're real close, of course, my dad's family, we're a small family, we're close, you know, but, um, the bonding time, something that I think this is all happening for a reason, I think we really needed this, I think this is something that, um, it's necessary, it's gonna help me cherish them even more than I do now, uh, it's so funny, I think, <laughs> me and my nana always, you know, we'll talk about the past and, I remember when I was a kid, a baby, man, I was, Nana always asked me, who's going to take care of me when I get old? And I always said I was. So now, I'm damn near 30, and um, it's coming to fruition. So when I say, uh, I've been waiting for this moment all my life, I don't have any doubt that I want to come through for my Tata, my Nana, and my family. I don't have any doubt at all. I'm built for this. I'm I'm ready for this. I'm um I'm prepared. And uh I hope it's gonna work out, man. Thought that's gonna bounce back I know he's in you know, like I said, another three, four weeks. And um I'm just happy I could be here. Whatever I could do to you know, help the grandparents out. I'm just happy to let you know, because I talk a little loud, so they let me use their bedroom. I haven't been, you know, I don't really come to the bedroom a lot, but I got everything set up here. It's cool to have um, the setup now. The the podcast setup is real gorgeous right now. We got the microphone set up. We got the earphones on now. I can hear myself talk. I can hear myself fuck up when I fuck up. So it's a real cool thing. Um, this is one of the first podcasts that we are sounding crystal clear. And I hope you guys could. I hope it's coming out crystal clear. I won't be sick if it's not. I know it's about one o'clock in the morning. Um, we're actually 24 hours past my dad's 50th birthday. want to give a big shout out to EC2. EC2 turned 50 years old, y'all. If y'all could believe it or not, um, the day that he dreaded all his life, uh, is finally here. And, um, he had a little drive-by. I know, right, if, if this COVID thing, this pandemic wasn't happening, this man would have had a bash, a big 50-year-old bash. Uh, he's really happy right now, though. I mean, um, appreciate everybody coming out yesterday, showing some love. Um, Pops has a lot of friends, a lot of family, and uh, it was real nice to hang out with him. My Nino, his wife, Donna, my brother, 
I uh, didn't get to see my sister because I had a gig yesterday, but I uh, really appreciate my dad, man. Hardworking, educated Latino man. Um, just passed his retirement. He's retired last year. Still working, still doing his thing. He got another job. Um, he's a hustler. He's a grinder. He's um. He would always say he's a jack of all trades. So, uh, except for hard labor. We fucking hate hard labor. <laughs> Not gonna lie. But, um. We're real proud of him, man. I know my grandparents are really, really proud of the man he's became. He's a great father. Um, and now, you know, I think uh, growing up as, um, you know, as I get older, it's been real easier to talk to my pops about how I feel. And um, before, you know, pops is really, it's his way or the highway. But um, he's understanding now that communication's everything. And we have a good sense of communication. We have a, a level of respect. And it's higher than it's ever been. Um, I just told him yesterday, you know. Um, he supports everything I do in my life. And that's really important to me. Because I feel like if I get my dad's co-sign on anything I do. doesn't matter if it's some wild ass um, business idea. doesn't matter if it's, uh, you know, um, this podcasting thing. I really feel like as long as my dad gives me that cosign, nothing else matters. I don't have a doubt in my mind. Um, he's always pushed me to go to school. He's always pushed me to um, be better than him. And I will tell you this. Uh, the man has definitely raised the bar. And um, it's going to take a time some, some time to surpass it. But I believe I could. If, you know, um, just want to be uh, the best version I could be. And I really appreciate him always supporting me and I'm real grateful. It was a couple, a couple times, you know, if you know my dad, he's been sick a few times in his life. And uh, just to have him here at 50 uh, is, is, a, is, is great. It's awesome. Um, some of us don't, you know, some of us don't have parents. Some of us aren't lucky um, to see our parents hit 50. So uh, big shout out to EC2, man. It's uh it's surreal. I think he's, you know, he didn't cry, thank God. You know, as we're emotional, us Ernie's are real emotional. So, um, it was real nice to uh, celebrate with him. And I hope he has another 50 years left. Um, happy birthday, Pop. And if you're listening, I don't know if you listen to the podcast, but happy birthday, bro. I love you. And uh, to many, many, many healthy years. Uh, and lots of your love and happiness. So before I start this podcast, <laughs> I can tell you one person who's not living in happiness right now, and that's Leo Santa Cruz. He faced the undefeated Javante Tank Davis, and man, let me tell you guys, man, uh, I had no idea that, uh, you know, at first of all, I had no idea there was going to be fans in the building. They had this fight actually in San Antonio, I believe. Was it San Antonio? I believe he had it in San Antonio. Um, Javante Davis. Uh, if that's not knockout of the year, it's definitely top three in 2020. Um, knocked out my guy, Leo Santa Cruz, who was moved up in weight. We had to give him, you know, we're going to have to be honest here. He went from a super featherweight to a, a, I believe, or super featherweight to, let me just double check this here. 
he went from a super featherweight to a lightweight, so from 130 to 135. So Leo Santa Cruz did move up in weight. Uh, always respect fighters like that. But man, Tank Davis, y'all, uh, he's no joke. And anybody who doubts the man, you need to just re-examine your boxing IQ. Uh, I knew going into this fight that Santa Cruz was going to move up. Javante Davis is a tank. They call him tank for a reason. The man has power. The man has speed. The man looked like he was focused. Um, but I was thinking uh, why Leo had the edge. Leo's a boxer. He's a slugger. And when you have a boxer, um, an athlete who could do both, Almost at will. You're in trouble. You're going to have to come with your A game. And man, Devontae, Javante Davis. Tank came with his A game, y'all. Um, Leo took some shots early. Leo gave some shots early. Uh, you guys know how I feel about orthodox fighters going against southpaw fighters. It's really hard to dissect what they're doing. It's really hard to counter punch. I'm a southpaw fighter. And you definitely seen the advantage that Tank had. And early in the first round, second round, he was landing that uh, or attempting to land that left uppercut. That's you know, that's the punch that knocked Leo out. And he was he tried a few times to to um, to connect with that punch. Uh, Leo was fighting a little bit um, conservative in the beginning, but man, when they were laying it on each other, pause. It was a great fight. Um, about the fourth and fifth round, Leo was coming with some great punches, but don't know if he has the power for this division yet. Don't know if he needed a tune-up fight for this um, bout. Don't need some. He needed a bout to um, kind of see where his power's at this division. Um, I know people think five pounds isn't a lot, but it is in boxing. Boxing's an animal that you have to really think about. Um, Especially with your body. I know Leo's a little bit older now. I believe he's like 32, 33 years old. The body's not going to be able to lose the weight it used to. It once has. Um, but sometimes the power and the speed doesn't translate to the next division. The next weight division. And that's what happened, y'all. Uh, Leo hit the man with some great punches. There was a little dirty boxing there. But, but honestly, man, if you look at the fight, there were some low blows from both of, the, both of these athletes. Both of these warriors. Um, but... Davis Tank was really adamant about landing that left uppercut. And when he finally did, y'all, in the sixth round, the man, my guy, Leo Santa Cruz, collapsed like a sack of potatoes. And you, it, it, oh man, it's devastating to watch. And when I seen it yesterday, um, I had a gig yesterday, but I seen the end of that highlight before I watched the full fight today. And man, he went down and it didn't look good, y'all. You hate to see um, boxers go out like that. You hate to see um, champions go out like that. You never know if he's going to be the same again, honestly. You don't. You can't tell until he's going to get back in that ring. But you can. You know Leo Santa Cruz left something in that ring that he's never going to get back again. And, you know, he's a little older now. And this, is my, this might be... This is going to take Tank to the next level. The man's 25 years old. Um, when you have Money Mayweather in your corner um, as your promoter slash trainer slash hype man, you have all that game to dissect from him. 
um, so much to learn. And with Tank, uh, I know he's been in trouble with the law. We're not going to hold that against him. But he hasn't been really disciplined, dedicated to the craft, to the art. So it's, you see what happens when he is. And the man takes a punch and he gives it. You can't take that away from Tank at all. Uh, he has the power. He has the speed. I uh, don't know. Like I said, I don't know if this, this moving up in weight is uh, is what affected Leo Santa Cruz. Um, don't know if he goes back down. Don't know the next step of his career. Um, and I know I want to probably get some heat for this, but if you look at Leo Santa Cruz the last couple of weeks, He's had a lot of distractions in camp, in my opinion. He's had been, you know, guys going up in there, um, show, you know, with video cameras, having fun, um, doing weight challenges, having strong men in there, just bullshitting with them in the gym. And I'm all for bullshitting. I'm a bullshitter. But these athletes are, you know, they got to maintain this focus. And um, it looked like he was having a little bit too much fun in the training camp. I felt like that... Um, I wasn't have this podcast drop a couple days before the fight. Leo had a couple distractions in there. I'm all for the homeboys kicking in with you during camp. But um, you guys found out what happens. And I'm not saying Leo was, you know, if that knockout didn't happen. I think Leo was winning the cards. But uh, Tank wasn't going to let the judges decide this fight. Uh, he's laser focused. Uh, he knew exactly as a South as a Southpaw fighter what to look for with these orthodox fighters and what openings he may have. It's, and you guys seen in the fight, he's atten- he attempted that left uppercut so many times, about five, ten times throughout the bout. That's what That was his go-to. Um, and it's really, it's kind of hard to explain it's over audio, but you got to think Santa Cruz's best punch is his right hand, and he was throwing that right hand. When your best punch is getting countered with his best left, his left is money maker, and your right's gonna leave you open. And if you're going to get the southpaw fighter as an orthodox boxer, your right's gonna be open. So you're re- you're leaving yourself vulnerable to his best punch at all times. Um, it's a little different when you're throwing a jab and he coming with the right. That's his jab. They kind of um, how do I say this in name of terms? They they do um, I guess bounce each other out. They do. Um, it's kind of hard to explain this in fucking audio. You got to really see it. But when he's throwing that right and his left is his best punch, and especially when he's coming with that left hook, good God, it's um, it's a recipe for disaster for these orthodox fighters. That's why it's, it's such a tough time. Um, some, of these, some, of these, some of these fighters avoid bouts with southpaws uh, for this very reason. And you guys seen it, man. And um, I really I really like Santa Cruz. Met him a few times. Um, shout out to the Savages. Um, solid guy, man. Man of the people. He's not one of these um, one of these athletes who think they're too good to be. I guess amongst us normal folks, he comes out. He's just a regular guy. Big shout to Leo Santa Cruz as a warrior. Give props to anybody who moves up in weight. But we definitely um need to give some love to Tank Tank Davis. The man is twenty four and 23 knockouts. I think he has this top maybe top three highest knockout percentage in boxing right now he's currently at 95.8 so 95.8 of his fights are going to end in the knockout and we just seen what happened now it was real great though let's get some positives going on in texas right now it was real great to see the fans um 
in attendance. He felt that energy again. I uh, hope there's something that, that's a trend that continues. I know right now COVID is crazy right now, man. But I'm, I was really excited to hear a crowd. I didn't know that till I watched the fight today. And um, a great way that if that's the way we're going to end the boxing year, great way to end the year, man. Especially of the year of the COVID. Not a lot of quality belts were made. And uh, these two warriors, two champions, went head-to-head. And it was a war. The sixth round was a war. It was honestly, who's going to land that? Who's going to land the best punch? Uh, whoever landed the best punch was going to be a game changer. Um, and you see what happened. Uh, I'm so glad Leo's okay, though. God, he went. That fucking knockout was devastating. It was hard to watch. And um, it's uh, something he'll bounce back from it. But Tank Davis, y'all. Remember, Tank Davis is a fucking star. Tank Davis is someone you need to, you know, he needs to be on your radar. And uh, I'm really excited for what the future has for Javante Tank Davis. Laser-focused Tank Davis. Uh, speaking of laser-focused, man, I just want to get into, I guess, you know, what we're doing. Businessman, as a businessman, uh, DJing is going so well right now, y'all. Um, I want to give a big shout-out to um, Delia. Have the birthday party on Halloween. Uh, I was there for a couple hours yesterday. It was a great time. Uh, great hot man. They were really in the spirit for Halloween. I want to give a big shout out to Jane and Lance Best. I uh, had their wedding on the 24th a couple weeks ago. I don't know if the last podcast covered that. But we're on the roll right now. I think the next four weekends were booked. And um, again, man, it doesn't happen without word of mouth. It doesn't happen without social media. Utilizing social media as a tool. Um and it doesn't help, it doesn't, um, this doesn't happen if we're not focused on the task at hand. If I'm not focused on the task at hand, uh, I take a lot of pride in my work. I take a lot of pride in uh, what I'm able to do with music, uh, with DJing, with mixing, with the controller, beat matching and whatnot. Um, really grateful for every opportunity that comes my way. I'm nothing without the people. I'm not, nothing without um, uh you know, family and friends. That's who recommends me, y'all. And, you know, I know everybody gets to kind of see what I got going on with, with the setup and whatnot on social media. But the word of mouth is what uh, propels my business to go to the next level. It's going to continue to propel my business to go into the next level. And I'm so grateful for that, man. Um, a couple years ago, I wasn't able to make a living off music. One of my biggest dreams, and I didn't even realize that at the time when I was a kid. You know, I wanted to be a rapper. I wanted to be a hip-hop owner, a hip-hop label owner. But I didn't understand that I could still be involved in the music game. And we don't need fame. We don't need millions. We just want to be comfortable. We want to make a living. We want to be able to pay the bills. We want to be able to have some disposable income before we could go on trips. We could go to um, have disposable income to save money to build something. And uh, we're on the right track, man. And it's all because of music. It's all because of um, the passion. It's all because of what I love to do as an entrepreneur, as a businessman. And um, I really appreciate everybody booking with me. Uh, I can't stress that enough. This shit doesn't happen without the people. 
and I'm not naive to that. I'm not. That's not something I'm blinded to. I'm not. I'm not afraid to admit that that I'm nothing without the people. And it's not even with the with the gigs. It's with the merchandise. It's with the branding. It's with the exposure. It's with people posting, reposting, um, posting their sweaters, posting their gear, posting the letters that I write. I really try to write. I. I really. I'm sorry about that. I do write a letter to every person that purchases an item from me. And that's how much it means. Everybody's unique, and I want to give, um, I try to give a heartfelt response to everybody and what they, what their purchase means to me in my business. So, um, it, it, it's really something that um, I'm really proud of, man. It's go, it's going, it's going uh, in the right direction. And you know, if you guys know about business, sometimes it doesn't work like that. Sometimes you're not that lucky. You know, fucking lucky, and um. We'll see what happens, y'all. If y'all need a DJ, um, I know. Hopefully, at this select after the selection, we have some. Um, you know, we're gonna be open again. We're gonna try to get back to normal. And if you need a DJ to rock your party, excuse me, man. This extra hour is kicking my ass. It's one twenty in the morning right now. We're just trying to get this podcast knocked out. And let me tell you guys something, man. I want you guys to know I'm not an expert in this. But we definitely have to examine what's going on with social media, especially when it's around this election time. Um, again, y'all, I'm not here to tell you to be a Democrat or a Libertarian or a Republican or a Green Party candidate or Independent. That's not um, what I do. I'm not that smart. I'm not an expert on political science. Taking a fair share of political science classes, but... Um, I do love the Constitution, and I do love um, being a Constitutionist. I guess that's the word. Um, I always say if it's not listed in the, you know, in the Constitution, then it goes to the states. It's a state problem. But this is a nationwide problem. I want to talk about an event a little bit here. Um, I'm so close to deleting. I'm so close to deleting social my Twitter. Um, maybe not social media entirely, but Twitter's on the ropes right now. Um, and, you know, with President Trump, maybe soon to be, um, ex-President Trump, uh, a lot of stories were written on him. Some of them were fabricated. Some of them were facts. Some of them were straight out lies. Some of them were far-reaching. Some of them were right on the money. Some of them praised him. Some of them degraded him, rightfully slow. Rightfully so. Um, but I think the truth shall always be real. The truth shall always be without any bias. The truth shouldn't be suppressed by technology companies, big tech, such as Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, um, the truth shouldn't be uh, aimed at preventing any type of bias or any type of um, doubt in any candidate. Um, the truth should be presented to the people and let the people decide if this is something they believe in, something they feel should be, um, I guess, spot in the spotlight, something that should be um, talked about, something that... um. 
something that makes them um, lean one way, lean the other way, lean left, lean right, whatever you want to call it. Definitely think that our media should be non-biased. I definitely think our these big tech companies should not prevent journalists from reporting the truth. Um, and this is going on, this is for both sides. I don't think that, um, I really do believe that they shouldn't be banned from Twitter. Uh, you know, I think the big story right now is the New York Post, which, you know, I think everybody would consider a legitimate source of news, has been banned for their stories. Uh, we see reporters uh, leaving their post um, because they're being told that they can't post a certain thing regarding Joe Biden, regarding Donald Trump. Um, and like I said, it's dangerous. Um, freedom of the press is protected by the First Amendment. And it's one of our important um One of our most important proclamations, man. It's one of our most important rights as America. Um, We have freedom of the press in order to expose what needs to be exposed, to be um, to tell what needs to be told. It's it's to prevent um, the mistakes that we made in the past. We've seen um, again. I'm not an expert. We've seen what happens when we we hide the truth from the people. We see what happens when the bias or um, the truth is hidden or the truth is a secret or the truth is being um, told in fables. If we're telling fairy tales, we're telling, and I hate the word fake news, but if we're telling opinionated columns and we're passing that on as fucking facts, that's a dangerous line. Are we here to fucking read a gossip column, an opinion column, or are we here to read the facts? Doesn't matter if it sways one way or the other way, but the facts need to be presented to the people, to us, to me, and let us decide what we do with that information. It's so dangerous that Twitter, Facebook, they get a they get to really dictate what gets put in these articles and what's deemed the truth they're telling us what the truth is in their eyes and their policies and we're here just fucking letting it fly by letting it fly you know we're not here we're not trying to we're not trying to write for that that's a dangerous game we're not complaining about that we're not deleting on social media at a rapid pace that it makes them want to change their policies we're just letting it pass us by. We're just letting it happen. No big deal. We got other things to worry about, which I understand. I understand that 100%. We got families. We got, especially like I just said in the beginning of this podcast, we're trying to help family out. We're trying to be there for family. Do we really give a fuck what Facebook, Twitter, and all these other companies are saying? What could be seen as the truth or not? Honestly, you guys, for the next generation, the generation after that, we have to maintain the president, the president of um, freedom of press, opinion, um, expression, freedom of speech, religion. All of that is tied in together, y'all, because we need to be presented the truth. 
there's no way that we should be um any type of journalist uh should be um blackballed shouldn't be um bullied especially bullied in these times again i don't care if you go left right in the middle you shouldn't be bullied for your views you shouldn't be bullied for um what one side thinks is you know unacceptable you definitely need to um do what feels good in your heart whatever you believe in who am i to tell you you can't but it's just like i said you know and suspect uh, i can't even fucking say the word right now so bad <laughs> specifically we're talking what's going on with hunter biden and i'm not going to get into a whole fucking honestly it doesn't even matter but it's one of those things too if he's going to get exposed let the people see it let the people determine that's going to deter their vote one way or another it shouldn't honestly what biden's family does shouldn't prevent you from voting for joe biden Especially what he's going up against. But if we're able to um, have Trump's um, reports, some of them weren't true to be published to the people. And a lot of the people decided, hey, we're not fucking with Trump. We hate Trump. Because of the stories that were presented to them, some of them were some, there were some bias in some of these stories. There was an agenda with some of these stories. And, you know, I feel like um, they succeeded in their agenda think Joe Biden and his family should be um su- should be held to the same standard. They should succumb to that. To the exp- they deserve to get exposed if they are doing anything. Let the people decide if this is if this warrants a response, if this warrants um an outrage. Uh, we have to play the. F- I think both sides need to play on equal ground. And. Um, it's, it's a big election year, y'all. This is one of the most important elections in our lifetime, perhaps ever. Uh, okay, I'm not here to tell you who to vote for. I'm not here to tell you. Um, honestly, I'm not even here to tell you my beliefs. I want everybody to vote. Uh, do I agree that any vote besides Biden is a vote for Trump? No. If you feel like you want to vote for a libertarian, you want to vote for independent, you want to vote for Kanye fucking West, you want to vote for any of the other five candidates, you could do that. If you're tired of this two-party system, I respect that. I encourage that. Uh, don't think they're going to win. <laughs> think it's a, it's beyond a long shot. But don't let people bully you into uh, what you think is against your beliefs. Don't let people bully you into thinking that if they're not, if you're not thinking the way they're thinking or believe the political um, stance, uh, they're if you if you don't believe in their political stance and where they stand, that you're wrong for that. Don't think so at all. I do have a problem if you're waving the American flag and you're fucking being a racist schmuck. Now that it's really sad at a point in our country that. Our flag, which represents so much beautiful things that uh, some of us take for granted. Freedom, I guess the First Amendment, Second Amendment, all, everything that that flag represents. People who died for that flag. People who have um, traveled fucking through things we never could imagine just to get here in this country and become um, a citizen of this country. 
what that represents and what that flag symbolizes. It's it hurts my heart that now it's succumbed to um, racism because everybody assumes now that if you have a flag in the back of your car, you're standing for Trump. You're standing for you're standing for um, oppressing those who um, don't agree with Trump. You're standing with those who, um, I guess you could say, favor white people. You stand with those who uh, believe that minorities are worth shit. Sad that our people now associate our flag with bigotry, with oppression, with... um, With uh, malice, it's sad that our flag now represents, or some people feel like our flag represents everything that it stands against. Some people feel like the flag don't represent equality, freedom, equal opportunity, the greatest country in the world. Um, it's sad, and I'm, um, it's just crazy how the world is turning right now, and what happens after election day, are we going to know who wins that night, which, of course, if you guys look at history, winners aren't, the winners aren't always announced by the end of the night, there's been certain situations that I don't think we wish to repeat which I don't think we wish to repeat. Sorry, I can't fucking pronounce my words right now. Like I said, it's one thirty in the morning. Um, there's been circumstances where we didn't have a president at the end of the election night. Uh, I know a lot of rumors going around what's going to happen if it's close to a deadlock. If it's a close race. Um, some of these th- some of these scenarios that could happen are scary. Riots. Being tied up in the courts. State succeeded, seceding from the union, which I hope uh, that's worst case scenario. I hope it doesn't matter who wins. I think you know, people think that there's gonna be riots either way, and I hope not, y'all. I hope you guys, um, just recognize if Joe Biden wins this election, we accept that and we honor that office of the president, uh, it's the highest office in the land. Same goes for Donald Trump. Violence isn't going to change the results of this election, no matter how you vote, uh, who, no matter how, no matter who wins this election, outrage and violence and looting on both sides, and in the middle too, it's never going to, um, it's not going to give us the change that we want, and, um, this election's really important for the next generation, the generation after that. And I honestly think that's going to be how we're remembered. How is the history books going to write? How are, how are the history books going to remember our generation? Are they going to remember us for um, voting for a president who's been accused of racism, bigotry? Favors of one race over another. 
or are we going to allow the veteran to come in, the veteran of politics to come in? Um, maybe the man does want our Second Amendment rights. It's going to be the door that opens up to um, socialism. It's going to be the door that opens up to maybe free education. Is this going to be the door that opens maybe the solution to our country? Who knows? I'm not here to tell you who to vote for. But I do want to discuss here, y'all. We got some props going on. Um, State of California always... (laughs) I think the last time we voted, we had the fucking prop about the tiniest things, y'all. And I'm not familiar with all these, but even last year, man, whoever voted for the fucking, the grocery stores are charges 10 cents a bag. They went up to 25 cents a bag. So these props are really important, man. Uh, I know we have Prop 14 that authorizes, authorizes bonds continuing stem cell research initiative statute. And I'm not going to, I won't go verbatim on all of these, but um, if we vote yes on Prop 14, it's going to authorize uh, $5.5 billion uh, in state bonds for stem cell and medical research, including training, research facility construction, administrative cost, uh, dedicates $1.5 billion to brain-related diseases, appropriates general fund monies for repayment, expands related programs, fiscal impact that it may have, increased state costs to pay, increased state costs to repay bonds estimated at $260 million per year over the next 30 years. Um, if you vote yes, that means the state could sell $5.5 billion in general obligation bonds primarily for stem cell research and development of new medical treatments in uh, California. Um, and the argument for this, again, I'm not here to tell you guys to vote yes or no. This is just the way I understand it. And this is per the state of California. Um, this prop is going to develop uh, treatments and cures for chronic life-threatening diseases like cancer, Alzheimer's, heart disease, diabetes, Parkinson's, and kidney disease, builds on t- over 2,900 medical discoveries, and increases patient access and affordability, stimulates California's economy, ensures strict accountability, um, and has several um, advocates for this who ordered that. Um, if you vote no, the state could not sell $5.5 billion in general obligation bonds, general obligation bonds primarily for stem cell research and the development of new medical treatments in California. Again, if you do vote no, they're stating that um, we cannot commit $7.8 billion um, during this economic and budget crisis. We can't afford that. Um, this funds a state agency with management um, challenges and poor results after three hundred dollars three hundred sorry y'all three billion dollars have been already spent servicing debt of um prop fourteen could increase pressure for higher taxes or layoffs for nurses first responders and other employees um so definitely check that out y'all it looks like um this is a big one this is gonna be um we have two sides there prop fifteen and it looks like we have Prop 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, and 23. 24, 25. Okay, we have 25 props. So we're going to get through this as fast as we can because I don't want to read through all these motherfuckers. Um, 
Okay, so we have Prop 15. Prop 15 is going to increase funding sources for public schools, community college, and local government services by changing tax assessment of commercial and industrial industrial property. Industrial, good God, can we talk? Commercial and industrial property initiative initiative constitutional amendment. Um, it looks like the summary of this. This is actually put on by the ballots of petition signatures. So we got enough signatures um, on the petition to put this on the ballot. It's going to tax. Uh, the summary is taxes such properties based on current market value instead of purchase price. Uh, fiscal impact. Increased property taxes on commercial properties worth more than $3 million, providing $6.5-$11.5 billion in new funding to local and government schools. If you vote yes on this, um, a yes means property taxes on most commercial properties worth more than $3 million would go up in order to provide new funding to local governments and schools. If you vote no, property taxes on commercial properties will stay the same. Local governments and schools will not get new funding. Um, pro argument for this Prop 15 states that uh, Prop 15 is a fair and balanced reform that closes property tax loopholes, benefiting wealthy corporations. Cut taxes for small businesses, protects homeowners and renters, requires full transparency, and reclaims billions of dollars for schools and local communities. Um, the con of this, uh, they're stating that Prop 15 is a $12.5 billion property tax increase that raises our cost of living and makes everything we buy, food, gas, utilities, daycare, and health care, more expensive. Prop 15 repeals taxpayers' protections in Prop 13, which I think we voted for last time. So uh, that's the con of that. Um, the way they word these two people, the way they are wording these are real tricky. So make sure you guys pay attention about what you're voting for, man. Um, Prop 16 allows diversity as a factor in public employment education and contracting decisions legislative constitution amendment um, the summary of prop 16 permits government decision-making policies to consider race sex color ethnicity or national origin in order to address diversity by repealing constitutional provision prohibiting such policies fiscal impact no direct fiscal effect on state and local it's an, uh, it, I can't even fucking pronounce this. No direct phys fiscal effect on state and local entities. The effects of the measure depend on the future choices of state and local government entities and are highly uncertain. If you vote yes for this highly uncertain prop, um, a yes vote for a Prop 16 means state and local entity entities could consider race, sex, color, ethnicity, and that national origin and public education public employment and public contracting to the extent allowed under federal and state law a no vote on this means the current ban on the consideration of race sex color ethnicity and national origin and public education employment and contracting will remain in effect so they state that um, if you do the pro of this, if you do vote yes, 
This is going to provide equal opportunity to all Californians, increasing access to fair wages, good jobs, and quality of schools for everyone. Prop 16 fights wage discrimination and systematic racism, opening up opportunities for women and people of color. Con. Politicians want to strip our constitution of its prohibition on discrimination and peripheral treatment based on race, sex, color, ethnicity, or national origins. They want to pay favorites. If there's anything that can be fundamental in our society, it's that the state should treat Californians equally, all Californians equally. Interesting prop there. Prop 16 is important. Make sure you guys pay attention to that. Prop 17 restores right to vote at the completion of prison term. This is going to be another constitutional amendment. Prop 17 restores voting rights amongst, sorry, restores voting rights upon completion of prison term to, per, to persons who have been disqualified from voting while serving a prison term. Uh, fiscal impact, annual county costs likely in the hundreds of thousands of dollars statewide for voter registrations and ballot materials. One-time state costs likely in the hundreds of thousands of dollars for voter registrations and systems. Um, a yes vote means people on state parole who are U.S. citizens, residents of California, and at least 18 years of age would be able to vote if they registered to vote. A no vote means people on state parole would continue to be unable to vote in California. Um, if we do vote yes on Prop 17, Prop 17 restores a citizen's right to vote after they finish their prison term, aligning California with other states. A recent Parole Commission report found that citizens who complete the prison terms and who have their voting rights restored are less likely to commit future crimes. A vote no on Prop 17. Um, They say vote no on Prop 17 because it amends California Constitution to grant violent criminals the right to vote before completing their sentence, including parole. Allows criminals convicted of murder, rape, and child molestation to vote before paying their debt to society. Denies justice to crime victims. My question is, so if a person who gets out of prison for a weed charge, a coke charge, a nonviolent crime, they can't vote anymore? Because of their nonviolent crime or their drug trafficking offense? Number 17 is definitely important. I'm not going to tell you guys how to vote, but very important. Prop there. Prop 18. Another constitutional amendment. Prop 18 amends California Constitution permits 17 year olds to vote in primary and special elections if they will turn 18 by the next general election and be otherwise eligible to vote. Um, fiscal impact increased statewide county costs likely between several hundred of thousands of dollars and one million every two years increased one-time cost to the states of hundreds of thousands of dollars if you vote yes on prop 18 a yes vote makes 17 eligible 17 year olds who will be 18 by the time the next general election may vote in the primary election any special elections preceding the general election the pro of this will prop six, prop 18 will allow first time voters to participate in a full election cycle provided that they are 18 by the time of the general election 
This is needed to boost youth civic engagement in our elections and help create more lifelong participants in the most fundamental process of democracy. A no vote means no one younger than 18 years of age may vote in any election. Uh, McCon, science and legal consistency demand a no vote on Prop 18. Law prohibits younger teens from smoking, drinking, and even tanning because research shows the logic and reasoning area of their brains is not fully developed. Those abilities are vital to responsible voting. We must not lower the voting age. That's another one that we need to think about. I really think um, the younger you vote, the more involved you are with your government. What's the problem with that? Think about that one. Prop 18 is a very important prop. Prop 19 changes certain property tax rules. This is going to be another constitutional amendment in California. Prop 19 allows homeowners who are 55 years older or older, over 55 years of age, disabled or wildfire disaster victims to transfer primary resident tax base to replacement residents. Changes taxation of family property transfers. Establishes Establishes Fire Protection Services Fund, fiscal impact, local governments could gain tens of millions of dollars of property taxes. Sorry, let me say this one more. <laughs> local governments could gain tens of millions of dollars of property tax revenue per year, probably growing over time to a few hundred million dollars per year. Schools could receive similar property tax gains a yes vote for prop 19 means all homeowners who are all homeowners god damn like i said it's almost two o'clock in the morning i can't even fucking read dude all homeowners who are over 55 and who meet other qualifications would be eligible for for property tax savings when they move only inherited properties used as primary homes or farms would be eligible for property tax savings uh, the pro of this, Prop 19 limits taxes on seniors, severely disabled homeowners, and wildfire victims. Closes unfair tax loopholes used by wealthy out-of-state investors and protects Prop 13 savings. A no vote means some homeowners who are over 55 would continue to be eligible for pro- for property tax savings when they move. All inherited properties will continue to be eligible for property tax savings. The con of saying no. Proposition 19 is a billion dollar tax increase on families. It takes away one of the best tools parents have to help their children. The right enshrined in the California Constitution in 1986 to pass their home and other property on without an increase in property taxes. That's another one that's interesting there. Excuse me. Prop 20 restricts parole for certain offenses currently considered to be nonviolent. Authorizes felony sentences for certain offenses currently treated only as misdemeanors. This is going to be put on the ballot by petition signatures also. Um, quick summary of Prop 20. Limits access to parole program established for nonviolent offenders who have completed the full term of their primary offense by eliminating eligibility for certain offenses. 
Let's say that one more time. Limit access to parole program established for nonviolent offenders who have completed the full term of their primary offense by eliminating eligibility for certain offenses. Fiscal impact. Increase in state and local correctional court and law enforcement cost, likening the tens of millions of dollars annually depending on the implantation implantation of this the implantation good God. The implantation. The implement. God, I can't even pronounce that fucking word either. I'm fucking sleepy. <laughs> but we're going to keep doing this, y'all. This is the STS podcast. It's what sleep. <laughs> Voting yes for Prop 20. A yes vote on this measure means people who commit certain theft crimes, such as shoplifting, could receive increased penalties, such as longer jail terms. Additional factors would be considered for the state's process for releasing certain inmates from prison early. Law enforcement would be required to collect DNA samples from adults convicted of certain misdemeanors. The pro of this Prop 20 closes a loophole in the law that now allows convicted child molesters, sexual predators, and other convicted and others convicted of violent crimes to be released from prison early. Proposition 20 also expands DNA collection to help solve rapes, murders, and other serious crimes and strengthen sanctions against habitual thieves who steal repeatedly. A no on this would um, penalties for people who commit certain thug... Can't even talk. If you vote no on Prop 20, a no vote on this measure means penalties for people who commit certain death-related crimes will not be increased. There will be no change to the state's process for releasing certain inmates from prison early. Law enforcement will continue to be required to collect DNA samples from adults only if they are arrested for a felony or required to register as sex offenders or arsonists. The con of voting no, Prop 20, is a prison spending scam. California already has severe and lengthy sentences, including life in prison, for serious and violent crimes. Prison special interests want to scare you to spending tens of millions of dollars on prisons, which could afford... Um, which could force draconian cuts to rehabilitation schools, mental health, and homelessness. Okay. Prop 21. Expands local government's authority to enact rent control on residential property. This was also put on by the Petition Signatures of California. Summary. Prop 21 allows local governments to establish rent control on residential properties who are 15 years old. Local limits on rate include local limits on rate increases may differ from statewide limit. Fiscal impact overall of a potential reduction in state and local revenues in the high tens of millions of dollars per year over time. Depending on actions by the local communities, revenue losses could be less or more. If you vote yes on this, um, state law we would require cities and counties to apply more kinds of rent control to more properties than current law. Prop tw- and the pro argument here is Proposition 21 is the change we need to tackle homelessness. A yes word on vote, uh, a yes vote on Prop 21 is a vote to keep families in our homes. A strong coalition of elected leaders, affordable housing providers, and senior veteran and homeless advocates agree that Prop 21 will help prevent homelessness. Um, a no vote on this means state law will maintain current limits on rent control 
laws, cities, and counties can apply. Let me say that again. A no vote on Prop 21 means state law would maintain current limits on rent control. Laws, cities, and counties can apply. Definitely. And uh, vote no on this. Prop 21 will make California housing crisis even worse. Prop 21 undermines the strongest state law, statewide rent control law in the nation. Cost job reduce, reduces home values, stops new houses from being built, and eliminates homeowner protection while providing no protection for renters, seniors, veterans, or the disabled. That's when we definitely need to research. I wish we had more time to do that. Prop 21 is an interesting one. Prop 22, which I could really speak on right here, exempt app, exempts app-based transportation and delivery companies from providing employee benefits to certain drivers. And this is states that uh, classify, classifies app-based drivers as independent contractors instead of employees and provides independent contractor drivers with other compensation. Unless certain criteria is met, uh, fiscal impact minor increase in state income taxes paid by rideshare and delivery company drivers and investor. A yes vote for Prop 22 means app-based rideshare and delivery companies could hire drivers as independent contractors. Drivers could decide when, where, and how much to work, but will not get standard benefit and protections that businesses must provide employees. If you vote yes on this, uh, yes on 22 protects app-based drivers' choice to be independent contractors by 4 to 1, saves rideshare delivery services and hundreds of thousands of jobs, provides drivers with new benefits and earnings guaranteed, um, strengthens public safety, and it's endorsed by um, overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly, overwhelming, god damn, I can't talk. Endorsed by overwhelming majority of drivers, community, public safety, and small business groups. Vote no on this prop, it states, a no vote on this measure means app-based rideshare and delivery companies would have to hire drivers as employees if the courts say that a recent state law makes drivers employees. Drivers would then have less choice about when, where, and how much to work, but would get standard benefits and protection that businesses must provide employees. Um, the con of Prop 22 says no one 22 stops billion-dollar app companies such as Uber, Lyft, and DoorDash from writing their own exemption to California law and profiting from it. 22 denies their drivers' rights and safety protections they deserve, sick leave, health care, and unemployment. Companies profit, exploited drivers, lose rights and protections, vote no. And this is something I really um, could relate to. Uh, I do drive Lyft. I like to stay independent contractor, if possible. I do like the luxury of having a 1099 and writing off anything that is um, included in what I could uh, write off my car. I don't drive 30 hours a week, so that's where I'm kind of um, on the fence about this. I think anybody who does work that much for any type of company should get some medical benefits. You earned it. 30 hours a week is a lot. It ain't 40, I know that. But 30 hours a week is a lot. And my thing is, um, you know, Lyft and Uber claim to lose money and don't have the money to provide the services that a full-time employee 
were providing their uh, employee. But they spent over, I believe it's over $300 million, $400 million on this propaganda to vote no on this. Or to vote yes on this, I'm sorry. So, uh, we may not be fooled by them. I know why I do it, but we may need uh, some change in this industry. We're not wrestlers. Um, another prop that people are really um, talking about now. Again, I was put on the ballot by petition signatures. Uh, prop 23 establishes state requirements for kidney dialysis clinics. Requires on-site medical professional. Um, the summary of this is requires physician, nurse practitioner, or physician assistant on-site during dialysis treatment. Prohibits prohibits clinics from reducing services without state approval prohibits clinics from refusing to treat patients based on payment source fiscal impact increased state and local government costs likely in the low tens of millions of dollars annually if you vote yes on this measure chronic dialysis clinics would be required to have a doctor on site during all patient hours um this is going to be the pro of this um prop the pro of prop 23 if you vote yes this is going to combat poor hygiene and dialysis clinics by requiring infection reporting improved staffing including requiring a doctor in clinics during treatment stops discrimination based on patients insurance applies improvements to all clinics whether in wealthy neighborhoods or poor rural black or brown communities patients health care pres- that's good that's who co-signs it i'm sorry if you vote no, um, the chronic dialysis clinics would not be required to have a doctor on site during all patient treatment hours. The con of this, according to the American Nurses Association, California Medical Association, patient advocates strongly urge no on 23. Prop 23 will force many community dialysis clinics to shut down, threatening the lives of 80,000 patients who need dialysis to survive. Prop 23 increases healthcare costs by hundreds of millions annually, makes our doctor shortage and ER overcrowding worse. Another one to think about, Prop 23 is an important prop. This is another one that's been on the fucking ballot for the petitioners. Love the petitioners. Keep signing those ballots. Um, go keep signing those petitions. Amends consumer privacy laws permits customers to... Prevent businesses from sharing personal information, correct inaccurate personal information, and limit businesses of use of sensitive personal information, including precise geolocation, race, ethnicity, and health information. This is this establishes California Privacy Protection Agency. Okay, so we're going to get a new private protection agency out of this if we vote yes. Fiscal impact increase annual state cost of at least ten million dollars, but unlikely exceeding low tens of millions of dollars to enforce expanded consumer privacy laws. Some costs will be offset by penalties for violating these laws. A yes vote on this measure means existing consumer data privacy laws and rights will be expanded. Businesses required to meet privacy requirements would change. A new state agency in the state's Department of Justice will share responsibility for overseeing and enforcing state consumer privacy laws. If you vote yes, the pro is parents, common sense, social media, the California NAACP, and Nobel Prize, Nobel Prize winning economists say vote yes on Prop 24. Make privacy laws stronger, protect kids online, strengthen privacy laws, and hold a car- corporations accountable 
when they violate your fundamental rights. And knowing this, business would continue to be requ- businesses would continue to be required to follow existing consumer data privacy laws. Consumers would continue to have existing data privacy rights. The state's Department of Justice would continue to oversee and enforce these laws. The con of voting note of Prop 24, Proposition 24 allows pay for privacy schemes, makes workers wait years to learn what confidential information employers collect on them, and makes it harder to stop tech giants from selling information. Proposition 24 was written behind closed doors without input. Was cool. Okay, I'm sorry. Proposition 24 was written Behind closed doors with input from social media corporations. And last but not least, referendum on law that replaced money bail with a system based on public safety and flight risk. A yes vote approves and a no vote rejects. Law replacing money bill with system based on public safety and flight risk, fiscal impact, increased costs possibly amid hundreds of millions of dollars annually for a renewed process for release from jail prior to trial. So we're trying to get rid of cash bail. Uh, money bail, decreased county jail cost, possibly in high tens of millions of dollars annually a yes vote on prop 25 a yes vote means no one would pay bail to be released from prison before trial instead people would either be released automatically or based on their assessed risk of committing another crime or not appearing in court if released no one would be charged fees as a condition of release a no vote means some people would continue to pay bail to be released from jail before trial, which is standard today. Other people would continue to be released without paying bail. Fees may continue to be charged as a condition of release. If you vote yes on Prop 25, it replaces money bail with a fair, a fairer, safer, and less costly process. Currently, if a, position, if a person can't afford to pay a bail bond company, they go free until trial. If they can't afford to pay, even if they're innocent, they stay in jail. That's blatant discrimination. If you vote no on Prop 25, Prop 25 was written by Sacramento politicians to take away every Californian's option to post every Californian's option to post bail and replace the system. And replace this right with a new discriminatory system of computer-generated profiling administered by government bureaucrats, costing taxpayers hundreds of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars per year. Prop 25 is unfair, unsafe, and costly. So they're stating that. Besides a cash bail, now a computer and a risk assessment program is going to be the one determining your freedom, even if you are innocent, which is really interesting, y'all. Um, we shall see. Um, we could go, there's so much more in depth. We just touched on this. And, um, man, we'll see what happens, y'all. We're going to really see what happens uh, with these props. Make sure you guys vote. Make sure you tell somebody to vote. Tell five people to vote. The more people we vote, let's get record numbers. I would love to see that. Um, this is a big election. And uh, I, I think we could do it. I think we could uh, 
we could come up with the masses. We can make a change in this, not in this country only, but in this state. Uh, we could do it, man. I really think we could do it. Um, I guess we could just speak on this. We'll end on this note. Uh, to everybody out there, man, uh, who goes through breakups, who goes through this, you know, you love somebody for so long, and one day they're gone. Uh, in my case, and I'm not going to go into complete detail because I like my privacy, but um, breakups happen, y'all, and sometimes it's for the best. Sometimes um, it's going to hurt. Sometimes it's going to be surreal especially when uh you're the one who wanted to change and uh i would consider myself a selfish man i don't consider myself the best partner sometimes i don't i didn't consider myself the best boyfriend sometimes i didn't consider myself um the best shoulder to lean on i didn't consider myself um uh worthy of having a great partner uh the woman i was with i was with about five years and uh honestly never had someone care about me so much and make sure i was okay and that's something that i didn't it wasn't uh wasn't on the same level i know i didn't do that for her i she did not deserve that and that's something that uh i'm gonna have to live with for a long time and I'm okay with that. I know what I want in my life. I know what I need to do to get where I want to be in my life. Um, I don't have anything to say bad about any of the women, my ex-girlfriends I've been with. Um, I don't wish them any ill will. I don't wish anything bad happening to any to to her. Um, I guess the last few don't even give. I don't give a fuck about that. I'm about the you know, the most recent. I, I just want um, her to be happy. Uh, if that means it's with somebody else, so be it. I'll still be happy for her, and I always have love for her in my heart. Of course, I don't. I'm not a bitter person. I'm not a hateful person, um, but I am honest, and I know. Um, when something's not going to work out for me anymore. Um, hence why I think I'm a little selfish in my life. Um, but do I cling to the idea of. If I lose you. I'm never going to be with somebody again. That loves me this much. So I want to hang on to this. Because I'm scared that I'll never recapture this type of love. That's not me. I can't do that. It's not fair to her. and It's not fair to me. Um, to all of everybody there, don't cling on to something because you feel like you're never going to get that again. Um, whatever is meant for you is going to be meant for you. And I learned so much during the last five years of my relationship. It made me a better man, a better person. Um, but sometimes shit happens, you know, and that's okay, y'all. Um, I think sometimes we think it's the end of the world, but it's not. Um, maybe the way I hide my pain is a little different. I do things like this. I stay busy. I have a business. I have family. Got a lot going on in my family right now. And um, 
it sucks, uh, especially the first couple weeks, of course. It's normal, though, y'all. Especially when you're going through a breakup. It's normal to feel heartbreak, feel a little lonely, feel a little, um, you know, you're, you're devastated, you're heartbroken, you're kind of lost. But if you know this is what's best for you and you're not able to be the partner that you know you have to be, if you have any doubt that you're going to, you're not going to reach that standard, don't waste the time. Don't keep fighting it. Don't force it. You forcing anything, it's not going to work. Everything has to be organic. Um, I'm not a perfect person. I'm not perfect at all in any sense of the word. Um, I fucked up a lot. Uh, it doesn't have to be infidelity. It doesn't have to be lying. It's just sometimes you're not there when you need to be there. You're not the partner that you need to be. You're not the partner that your partner is to you, if that makes sense. And you fuck up. And as a man, you have to admit that, and you take that L, and hopefully you learn from that L. And um, life goes on. Life's going to keep going. Time doesn't stop for anybody. The sun's going to set. The sun's going to rise. The days are going to fly by, but are you going to sit here and fucking mope all day? Or are you going to just keep grinding, keep doing what you have to do? Because with or without that person in your life... You still got to eat, you still got to grind, you still got to put your best foot forward because this thing right here could go down south so fast no matter if you're happy in a relationship or not. It's all on you and when you when you put in the position, you, when you're put in a position that it's all on you, there's no slacking, there's no days off. There's no time to mope, there's no time to reminisce, there's no time to regret, there's no time to play the what if game. You gotta keep pushing forward. Um, like I said man, breakups suck. Uh, but it's what's best for me and that's all I can honestly worry about right now. I can't really worry about what other people are doing. I can't worry about what other people think about me. I just know that I have a good heart and I follow my heart and I want to do what my heart tells me to do. Uh, And uh, I just hope that I make the best decisions in my life. And I hope that um, we all continue to be happy and keep pushing and hopefully find uh, whatever you're looking for. I've never been really one to say you have to be with somebody to fulfill your happiness or fulfill this um i guess this this thing called life to be successful to be um fulfilled i don't think you need i always felt like i didn't need no one's love to be fulfilled or complete i know people love to be loved and there's nothing like a woman loving you and a woman being there for you or you know someone riding with you but when you have all your eggs are in the basket on yourself, when you're betting on yourself, you can't worry about that. You gotta really put two together. Really gotta separate the two, in my opinion. I'm not an expert. I'm not a counselor, but I know where I gotta do because this these wheels are gonna keep on rolling, and I'm not gonna fall off. I can't fall off. This is what I wanted. I'm at the point in my life I know what I want and I put myself in the position that I want 
So, um, you know, what sucks, y'all, if y'all going through that, just keep pushing. Every day gets better, and it will get better. Um, I know a lot of people really feel like their significant other defines them, and they can't be without them. But if you're not in that position, that mind state, you keep grinding. This is the only way we're going to get through it is by grinding, working hard, every day staying busy. And um, you don't hold ill wills. You don't hold any fucking uh, animosity, spite. All that shit is negative energy. We only get so much energy in the day. We only get so much energy in life. And the good thing about where we're at as human beings is we get to dictate where we, um, how we give that energy off. We get a we get to decide if we're going to waste our time on bad energy and I guess reciprocate that. Are we going to just, we going to accept bad energy? Are we going to take that bad energy in? Or are we just going to keep, with the, we're going to just maintain that good energy. Maintain the belief in the universe and God and just hoping that we keep pursuing Positive thinking, positive things in life, love, family, friends, passions, things of that nature. Things like that are going to keep put, keep you focused. It's going to keep you looking at the glass half full. And um, it happens, man. Shit happens. Don't look at it. Don't look at it, y'all, as a waste of time either. You can't. If you start looking at these, you know, these relationships that don't work out as a waste of time, you're fucking yourself. You gotta look at these relationships as a learning experience, as a period of time where you grew as a person, as a man or as a woman. Uh, it's a growing period. It's a learning period. Something that was necessary. To be where you're at now. I want to be the person I am. Without. My ex. And I'm not ashamed to say that. But I had to go through some shit. To learn some shit. That's just life. We take L's. And um. Don't let anybody tell you what you what you need to do. You decide it. You stay committed to it. You follow through. And you're going to take the L. You're going to make this L. Learn your lesson, and you're going to come out on top. doesn't matter if it's spiritually, financially, healthy, men, you know, with your health, with your, with your mental health, physical health. Just stay the course. Follow your heart. Stay positive. Do positive. Be positive. And you'll be fine. It happens. And it's okay. This is episode 58. My name's Ernie C. The Gap Tooth Genius. This podcast was sponsored by Boneyard Bullies. And my guy, Britton Williams. From Sunrun Solar, y'all. Again, can't do this without the sponsors, man. Make sure you guys subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, wherever you find your podcast. Make sure... You subscribe to us. Leave us a review. This is Ernie C. The Gap Genius. Episode 58 of the STS. Shooting the Shit Podcast. We out.